0: This song is a song of hope, but it's something even bigger than hope. No matter what happens, it's sort of like the belief and the faith in the world turning and in our capacity to see the dearness in one another. The words are hold on, hold on, my dear ones, here comes the dawn. And I'll just keep singing it and join me in. Join in whenever you're ready, or whenever you're not ready.
1: I am here for the children, for my almost 18-year-old son who wasn't able to vote this election. I'm here so they
0: can have hope. I'm here to continue the work of building a more perfect union.
1: for those who are feeling too much stress and anxiety to be out here with us. I'm here because I love this country with all my heart.
0: I'm here for everyone who can't be here, who are incarcerated or ill or unable to be here or who would love to be here. And. Uh, for all creatures we are fighting for, also.
2: I'm here because I love this Earth with all my heart. I'm here because it takes mass mobilization to push back on the forces of tyranny. I'm here for those seeking refuge from war and violence.
0: We're here because we believe in the rights of queer people. I'm here because in a culture that values instant gratification, I wanna practice waiting in community, engaged and active waiting together.
3: I'm here with all of you to liberate democracy from the suffocating grip of white supremacy and fascism and oppression.
1: As we begin our time together, let us acknowledge that we are gathering on Western Abenaki land, which has long served as a site of meeting and exchange amongst indigenous peoples who have stewarded the lands and waters upon which we now gather for generations. I am the Reverend Joan Javier Duval. I serve as president of the board of Vermont Interfaith Action, which is co-sponsoring this vigil this evening. And we come together today as people of different ages, racial and ethnic backgrounds, gender identities, religious or non-religious backgrounds, and political stripes. We come together as Vermonters of many generations or newly residing here to bear witness to our democracy as our local and national elections continue to proceed and unfold. We come together to keep peaceful watch with a commitment to the integrity of free and fair elections, with a belief in the dignity of every voter, and with a resolve to keep showing up until every vote is counted and the will of the people is heard. This evening, we will hear from representatives of VPERG, Rights and Democracy, and the Vermont AFL-CIO. And first up, we have Ben Edgerly-Walsh of VPERG.
3: Thank you, Joan. Uh, Again, my name is Ben Edgerly-Walsh. I work with the Vermont Public Interest Research Group. Uh, We've been working on issues of small-D democracy since our founding nearly 50 years ago. Last night, uh, we saw democracy at work. And really, over the last couple of months, since people started voting around this country, we saw democracy at work. It's not a perfect democracy, but it is a democracy where here in Vermont, more voters showed up and made their voices heard than in any election in the history of our state. It is a democracy where more Americans showed up and voted and had their voices heard than in every, any other election in the history of these United States. And that is something to be celebrated. The, the basis of our American democracy is that the voters choose their leaders. The leaders do not choose their voters. As that principle is upheld around the country from coast to coast, coast to coast votes are being counted. We must ensure that that counting continues unabated and is not allowed to stop. Let's be clear, this morning in his speech, President Trump declared victory when in fact that of course was not something that had happened. President Trump said that voting, that votes should no longer be counted in some of the states uh, that were close. And of course, that is something that is antithetical to our democracy. Here's what we know. We know that votes are being counted right now. We know, and we have known for a very long time, that that is a process that will take at least days, especially in this era where we have a pandemic and not just voting as a whole has reached records, but vote by mail, early voting, voting that in, for very legitimate reasons takes just a little bit longer to process. We know that local elected officials, lo- local election officials are doing an incredible job in an intense environment where their integrity has been called into question for months. We know that they are doing their job well and that votes are being counted minute by minute and hour by hour. And we know this must continue. We also know that as of a couple of hours ago, President Trump's uh, campaign has decided to, has in fact taken legal action to stop votes from being counted in at least Michigan and Pennsylvania and they are calling for a recount in Wisconsin. For far too long, since the beginning of this nation, so many people did not have access to the franchise, could not vote. And even today, voting is far too difficult for far too many people. The idea that preventing people from voting is still in 2020 seen as a legitimate electoral strategy by many politicians in this country is abhorrent and the levers of power that allow them to throw up those barriers to Americans must be put to an end. That is not going to be a short fight, it is a fight that has been going on for centuries, but it is one that we will see through to the end to eliminate those barriers to Americans participating in our democracy. Thank you all so much for being here today to celebrate and defend our democracy. And thank you all for being voters.
1: Thanks so much, Ben. Next up, we have Andrew Tripp from Rights and Democracy.
2: Thank you, Joan. Brothers and sisters, good evening. My name is Andrew Tripp. I'm a union organizer and a founding member of Rights in Democracy, Vermont, New Hampshire. On behalf of our almost 15,000 members, I bring you greetings. As Ben said, this morning the president claimed victory and vowed to stop counting the votes. For now, votes have continued to be counted. For that, we are thankful. But we are not out of the woods. In 2000, in the days following the election, the outcome swung one way and the other many times. We will not rest until every vote is counted. That's why we're here this evening. There's a story about Benjamin Franklin at the Constitutional Convention. And he was asked, What kind of government are you creating? To which he responded, It's a republic, if you can keep it. All of us here tonight have inherited both the great promise and the great collective struggle that is the United States of America. A democracy, a republic born 244 years ago, and one that tonight remains in danger. All of us are here tonight and will be here for as many days and nights as it takes to say loudly and clearly, Mr. Trump, we intend to keep our republic.
4: Our
2: non-negotiable demand to count every vote may feel somehow new and different in this moment, but we need to remember that the struggle to make every American and every vote count is actually the story of our country. At its birth, the United States counted the votes of less than 2% of its people, white elite men. The entire history of this country since that time can be understood as a long and arduous struggle to count the votes and indeed the lives of working people, women, people of color, immigrants and native peoples as we speak a handful of elite men the ones who've had the vote and the power since the founding of the country are again hellbent on destroying our republic by limiting who counts every count every vote is the demand of tonight and the demand at the heart of the american experience we all here this evening in order to keep this republic must decide what we will and what we will not do here is what we will not do believe or be intimidated by the nationalist fairy tales that would steal this election while fanatically waving an american flag we will not throw up our hands in despair declaring america dead gone and making it easy on ourselves to opt out of our own responsibility to organize and in this moment to resist. And we will not believe that the salvation of our Republic lies in individual actions, thereby removing ourselves from the challenges and complexities of this collective struggle. Organizing, standing together like democracy itself is messy and complicated but it is the only hope that we have to keep our republic and make it more perfect. Here's what we will do. The same thing we have done for 244 years. We will resist tyranny by organizing together for justice. We must choose right now to be a part of the history of moral citizenship that has always pushed for the promise of America to be fulfilled, expanding the circle of who is free, Who is seen, who is equal, and yes, whose vote will count. The migrant farm worker movement, the Underground Railroad, women's suffrage, the labor movement, the civil rights movement, the poor people's movement, the movement for black lives, all the great American movements have been and always will be collective struggle against a handful of elites. This time, as always, they will have the money the judges, and indeed the guns. But as always, we have more people. And together, we have more power. Tonight, we are the great moral citizenry. Organizing, standing together, clear-eyed, and with faith in each other, and demanding that this democracy must be reimagined fought for, and defended every single day. This is how we'll keep our republic and move forward to make sure that every American counts.
1: All right, thanks so much, Andrew. And our final speaker is Liz Medina from the Vermont afl cio
5: easy for people with spectacles right now (laughs) all right here we go good evening everyone my name is Liz Medina I'm the acting director of Vermont AFL CIO I'm a Union sister with UAW 2322 and like many here I'm a deeply concerned citizen from listening to our brothers sisters and siblings and looking around here tonight I know there are a lot of patriots in this state. Yes, patriots. Patriots because we support our country and its most sacred document, our constitution. The preamble of our constitution enshrines our democracy, our popular sovereignty with those famous, beautiful words. We the people. In fact, If you take a look at our Constitution, you'll notice that we the people are the biggest words on it. That's how important we are. Because people in this country have been on a long journey toward freedom. Freedom from the tyranny and capriciousness of kings and masters. And when our elected officials, no matter who they are, threaten our country, and and mislead us towards unfreedom, we, the people, must act. We are all here tonight because President Trump has threatened our Constitution and thereby our country. He and uh, Vice President Mike Pence have refused to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. He has interfered with United States Postal Service in order to sabotage mail-in ballots during a pandemic. He has instructed white supremacist terrorist groups to intimidate voters at the polls during a live presidential debate. And just this morning, Trump has wantonly and imperiously declared victory for himself before each vote has been counted he has hypocritically called for vote counting to be stopped in the states he's winning and continue in the states he's losing. Therefore, we the people are here to protect our country's sovereignty because who's in charge of this country? That's right, we are, we the people. Say it with me, we the people. Each vote must be counted. We have a constitutional right to elect our president. At the same time, with every right comes a duty. Our duty at this moment is to take nonviolent action to stop anyone who tries to throw out our votes and dismantle our constitution. Uh Now is the time to talk to our coworkers family, friends, and neighbors and ask, what are we prepared to do to protect our democracy, to protect our country? We hope for the best, but we must prepare for the worst. Because, as Langston Hughes once wrote, democracy will not come today, this year, nor ever through compromise and fear. We must be prepared to take bold action to meet this unprecedented threat. We must be prepared to stop business as usual, to march in the streets, and to strike if necessary. Because we, the people, are moving forward together and not one step back. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Liz, and thank you again, Andrew and Ben. And we're gonna bring some music into our gathering. I'm gonna invite forward Heidi Wilson to lead us in song.
0: Thank you all. I would love to invite you into a song of remembering. This is a song that came into me during a ceremony a bunch of years ago, but I'd like to share it now as a song of remembering for all the people who are working so hard to make sure that every voice is heard. All the people, the courageous, loving people, through all the years who have worked to uplift this dream of democracy, (laughs) meaning the power is held by all the people. And this is a dream that has yet to come true. And so this is also a remembering song, the kind of remembering where we're remembering, we're putting back together, we're making whole a vision. And so I ask you, what is the vision that you're holding? What are you breathing and living for? This is a song of remembering all the way back and all the way forward. The words are, oh, remembering, deep remembering, beyond, beyond, and beyond. I'll sing it once through and then line it up for you. And singing with masks is kind of special, but we can do this. And I feel like there's so many ways that we're divided right now but we can still bring our voices together.